This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name is Keen, and I will continue to be blonde. Hello and welcome to Sissy That Pod, your favourite RuPaul's reaction podcast. I am on my own this week as Chris is having an amazing time at Mighty Hoopla and I I'm not jealous whatsoever. We are about to get into the next episode of All Stars 8. I am joined by the brilliant comedian Fiona Frawley and the two of us get into episode 5 of season 8, which is the Snatch Game of Love episode and also kind of almost surmounting Snatch Game of Love is Heidi and Closet's departure from the show. So we've got a lot to talk about. So without any further ado, please welcome back to the show, Fiona Frawley. Fiona Frawley, thank you so much for coming on Sissy That Pod again. How are you keeping and has uh, All Stars 8 been to your taste? I've actually really been enjoying it. Um, There's loads of queens that I really like. um, So I have enjoyed watching um, because I I haven't watched all the All Stars because after a while it was getting to the stage where I was like, just wait a while to do a season because some of these queens, you know, I wouldn't bother, but... I really, I really like All Stars 8. Um, I love Jessica Wilde. I was so excited to see her back. I have a real, like, love for season two, I think, because it's the first one I watched. And I just, like, they're some of my favourite queens from there. And then, like, Candy Muse, Heidi in Closet, although, like, we'll get to that. There was, like, a lot of personalities that, like, it was great to see back. Yeah, because it's interesting that I'm feeling the online sort of fan response to this season quite tepid. Like there's already been those YouTube um, kind of essays about why the season isn't hitting and stuff like that. And although I I have been enjoying it, I wonder, is it like in the long shadow of All Stars 7, which was just so good? Do you know what? Like, because me and my friend, were, we watched a few episodes yesterday and I think like some of the queens aren't ours. Like, Katya Davis, when it was time to leave, she was like, literally, no worries, I'll go. And then, like, Heidi, like, I mean, whatever was happening with Heidi behind us, I don't know. But she was like, bye, I'm out. Like, so, like, maybe uh, they don't have much of a fire under them this season. I I don't know if that would be something. Um, But, like, I think um, I've I've really enjoyed the runways. I wasn't crazy about last night's runway. Um. Uh, actually snatch game also was like kind of disappointing but before this I've enjoyed the challenges I've enjoyed like the queen's dynamics but I agree like maybe well I don't know if this is what like the online response is about like that they don't seem hugely arsed but I kind of find that gas in itself because it's just like funny to see Kasha be like I'm gonna get back to my dog like I enjoy that I just think she's so nice that she like didn't have the fight in her and like those things aren't rewarded in American TV whereas they are in British TV or Irish TV where they're like oh but you know you know you you have to fall on your own sword in the UK and Ireland to to succeed whereas you need to be the one stabbing in America to to succeed it's so true yeah you have to be fucking ruthless over there whereas here you can't acknowledge that you think you're good or it should work no I think a lot of the criticism has been around some of the judges judges placements like Lala Ree being high in the ball or James Mansfield being high in the girl group challenge and like we're so used to having six people being three high three low 
but actually it's worked out as like four high, two low. And some of the people that like I thought, like those two I mentioned there were were in the bottom then. When I heard the critiques, I was like, oh, wait, they're in the top. Like, I think that's kind of what's been kind of confusing about it. Yeah. OK, I would I would agree with that. I mean, Lala, like. She see, uh, see, it's just, I think all the queens that are in it this time seem so nice. Like it's a nice queen season, and like Lala, uh, along with that, like seems lovely and nice. But like, the looks are like just not. No one can say they're good. Um, and that's like, a strong. No one can say they're good. What do you think? I don't like, think they're good. No. she comes in, it's like, babe, why? They're not an all-star standard. Certainly not. No. Certainly not. It's like some of them forgot they were going on. They were like, oh yeah, I'll go back and see my girls again. And like, have a bit of crack in the workroom. Yeah. Like, oh shit, the runways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. For Lallery, like I felt, I thought it was really significant that they chose her to walk in last. Because like, if you look at the lineup, I think she's great. I think there was definitely some fan anticipation for her coming back. But like over the yeah. likes of Jimbo being the first like cross franchise queen being in there or even maybe like Jessica Wilde who's like one of the original contestants or even maybe someone like Alexis who has a big fan following why they chose yeah. Lala to be the last one in I was like what, curious about that I was like maybe she's really here to slay and f- thus far I haven't seen it so true yeah it's like not a gag like you're like oh hey yeah do, do you think maybe there's like not been not that much thought put into like the production side like as in oh we'll wait to put this queen in last we'll make these decisions in the judging do you think like it's that side that's been lacking a bit I mean I think that I think the production have a good done a good job with the challenges like I think the you know the that SNL challenge I thought was well written I think um next week we're having Joan the Rusical and I'm still unsure if it's Joan Rivers or Joan Collins or... Maybe it's all Jones Maybe it's all jo- This is justice for Jones My Auntie Joan the Rusical She's there, Siobhan's are delighted they're like having a great time So I'm missing, a no- I'm missing another famous Joan who uh, don't fuck Joan me. Collins, Joan, Joan Crawford Sorry, Joan Crawford so I'm not Joan sure. Crawford, yeah. of course. Yeah. Oh yeah, Alexis would be all over that. I feel so. I'm not sure which Joan it is, but like I think that's going to be really fun. So I think they've done a good job. But it, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just interesting why they put Lala last. I'm curious what the what the what the gig yeah. is there. Let's get into the top of the episode. Um, they're counting the lipsticks. It's pretty much everyone who voted for Darian. Uh, Jimbo does a fun fake out, pretending that he eliminated or uh, that they had eliminated Alexis, and then Alexis kind of has a bit of a talk to camera about how it's dangerous to become a front runner do you see a sort of manila-esque elimination twist coming in this season or do you think it's going to be very fair i think they're all going with fair i don't think anyone's trying to fuck anyone over again i think they all seem quite nice i don't know if anyone really has it in them maybe alexis if she started like getting because she's been quite middling and maybe she's in denial about that herself. She's like, it's hard to be a front runner. It's like, what do you know? I have to say, she um, has been such good and she's been such good television. Like maybe carrying the season to a certain degree. Not not like in drag, <laughs> out of drag. Like the constant oh, narrative about her randiness, I find hilarious. I know. I'm sorry. Like, I think 
obviously she's such a professional performer whatever sing dance act the work but I just I don't think she has any sense of style and obviously like she's got more money I know but like as like, a boy she's... or a girl or both <laughs> well no she has good boy looks okay. but like when she's putting her drag together I don't think like she's a fashion queen and not that you have to be a fashion queen but like you know she's not particularly campy either I think she's just kind of like here's a dress okay I hear that I, I guess she just go for that old Hollywood style kind of like a Blair Sinclair but I will counter argue that to hear your thoughts with the Kim Kardashian Met Gala look oh I'm sorry I loved that I thought that was really really good and um no I actually that was high fashion um she did well I guess maybe for her it's a shame it came in the first episode because the last run I think you're right have been very like what you'd expect from Alexis yeah Um, I mean that could be my personal taste like I love like cultural references in drag and I love when like queens put their own spin on something like that and um but like I know other people maybe just like more like kind of pageant mm-hmm. vibe. Um, but yeah, with Alexis, sometimes I just don't think she's that clever in her looks. And I know she did the Into the Woods thing today. Or the sea. And sorry, I liked the crazy witch. Yeah, the crone. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. And I liked the spin, even though I think it was like hairy for a moment. It's like, is this gonna work? Yeah. Um, and I've actually never seen Into the Woods. No so I'm sure the final look was accurate. But I was like, I don't know, camp it up. Like, it was a bit of a flop compared to how, like, textured and interesting to look at the old hag was. Mm. I was like, mm, the other one's, like, kind of basic. Yeah, I found myself more interested in the engineering of how it worked. Which <laughs> says yeah, a lot. Absolutely. There you go. No, but that, I mean, obviously that's, like, something we all love as well and we love the reveal but yeah the final look I was kind of like mm. Mm. well like I just think I find like there's there's two moments that like Lala sticks out her tongue and Alexis is like she just she gets this face over her which kind of makes I feel bad saying it but it kind of makes my skin crawl because it's just like pure depravity like across her face and then like the jealousy on her face when Jimbo and I feel Jimbo did this entirely to set Alexis up because I don't know. He was like, can I get a piggyback, Lala? And Lala was like, yeah, sure. And then they have a piggyback. Are you jealous, Alexis? Alexis is like, yeah. Yeah, I am. Okay, babe. It's a family show. Nothing gives me the ick more than when somebody I fancy knows I fancied them. I just like want to, like, I'm just mortified. I want the grand to me up. And then I just basically try to eradicate that attraction forever. <laughs> yeah exactly and especially if they're commenting on it in front of a group and everyone's looking at you to see how you react like that's that's very very awkward um but yeah I was, I've been watching a bit with my friend Maddie and she was saying it's such a horny season this year like even that challenge was that challenge this episode or the last episode with the balloons last episode yeah <laughs> that was like maybe I'm just an prudish in my old age um but yeah, there's some randiness more than usual going on. It's like less um like innuendo and more sex in your <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um okay, I mean there's a walkthrough at Rue. They we don't really hear that much really, other than I really enjoyed Rue talking to Kahana being like, you know, 
uh, trying to recall Coco Montrese's name and Alyssa <laughs> Edwards' name. And it was like, because she said that when she was in season, touch his ear, five, and was talking to, touch his ear, Alyssa Edwards, and they just edited it all together. I love Rue trying to remember, like, the seasons queens are on. Uh, I'm like, do you know anything? Like, Fair enough in the last few seasons if it all morphs into one, but like season five and stuff, like they're so legendary. I'm just like, Rue, do you like drag? Like, do you? I don't know. <laughs> no, I thought it was very funny. Okay, look, let's get into uh, let's get into Snatch Game. Um, yes. Thanos Snatch Game, are you kind of over it? Does it still have legs? High level thoughts. It definitely still has legs because there's so much you can do with it. And like a celebrity impersonation never gets old. Like if you do a good one, like because celebrity culture, as long as celebrity culture is alive and something we're all interested in, I think impressions are going to be great. I don't know. What do you think? No, do you I don't, think it's quite- I think it still has legs. I just, th- I think, um, you know, I think I still love it and it's still the challenge that separates the wheat from the chaff. But I think, its status as like the most beloved challenge I think is beginning to dwane in in, in favour of things like a rusical, like a good rusical. I think fans prefer more now. Fair enough. No, the rusicals are like I look forward to them so much. Um but yeah, like I mean with that said, I do love the snatch game. I think this snatch game was cat. Like oh, I think it was okay. I don't think it was good. I don't know. What do you think? I think so let's let's just jump into the first panel of Heidi as Blackbeard is <laughs> I <laughs> Um, Blackbeard is not a, a trademark character has the trademark expired I'm not entirely sure because normally you can't do trademark characters so I wasn't sure how she managed to get away with that um, Jess as Irish Chacon Kahana uh, as Coco and then James Mansfield as Jennifer Coolidge I liked the Snatch Game because I think we finally got a canon good Jennifer Coolidge on the books that I really enjoyed Do you think that was a good Jennifer Coolidge? <laughs> I think you don't think it was a good Jennifer Coolidge I don't think it was good enough like everyone can do a Jennifer Coolidge so I'm like if you're gonna do like she's so highly impersonated she's quite easy to impersonate at a base level but if you want to elevate that like to snatch game all-stars level I think like you really need to have done your homework I think the look was like you know I'd love to see like Jennifer Coolidge today like her Emmy vibe like you know sleek black dress big tits like you know you can still drag that up um like she didn't even say like these gays are trying to murder me but like see, that, that was- that's because of the timeline i think what james is really unfortunate about is like this was filmed before white lotus season two and i think there would have been so, okay there would have been so much more to play on because it's like even when i said last week chris was like oh it's so current and i was like yes but it would have been filmed before her omnipresence and culture right now and i think that's kind of a downfall, but that's not their fault. But White Lotus season one would have been out. Yes. And if you're doing her, I think you're like checking everything she's done in the last yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. however many years. And really the look was just like, you know, pink girly. You know, I don't I don't think it was specific enough. I would like love to see her like dress exactly how she was in Legally Blonde or like maybe maybe I'm just a big Jennifer Coolidge star. Oh no, I mean I'm talking your language, but like I I guess I went into it being like, you know, finding James relatively lukewarm this season, being like, Mm. Okay, well this is a big swing, you better hit it. And like I don't want, you know, our first sort of US Jennifer Coolidge. I think we had a 
Maybe we haven't had a Jennifer Coolidge at all, but like this is one of the white whales of Snatch Game. We're finally getting it, and if you fucking mess it up, like you're dead to me. <laughs> so I'm just glad yeah. they didn't mess it up. I think. No, no, no. They didn't mess it up at all. I just don't think it was strong enough. And I think there was a lot more potential. I think like, I think she should have delved into the character as if she was like playing her on Broadway. And like, like I just, especially because Jennifer Coolidge is so beloved and so iconic. I think anyone should do that with their Snatch Game because it's all about like the intricacies and like this specific like mannerisms. She was smiling at one stage and I was like, Jennifer Coolidge doesn't smile. She kind of does this, like... Yeah, like a kind of grimace so, of... Yeah, so joy. I'm like, do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, look, and, and I, I I agree with you. Like, this wasn't top tier uh, impersonation on Snatch Game or whatever. I thought it was still good. I still laughed at, like, you know, is Quentin Tarantino behind that wall? Or, like, mm-hmm. this is a sag... Or, uh, you know, um, infringement... Uh, but like yeah all the classics even white lotus 2 aside like you even hear the hot dog line you know in the workroom you don't get it on snatch game you know there's bend and snap which we could have got like i always think of a cinderella story with hillary duff like there's like references from there would be great for her to make whereas i think she kind of played it more it was more improvised less uh, rehearsed in that like it was how jennifer coolidge might react in that moment rather than let me give you all the references you want like, I think it's really annoying when the queens are like, no, you can tell they knew what they were going to say, no matter what the question was. Uh, like, so I don't like that level of rehearsed. But just when you know, like, I I like them to know the character so well that their improvised answer is still that character. It, it, it's maybe not like a literal reference, but like, it's just like, you know her well enough that you could just throw something that like, I don't know. You, you, don't you don't want the audience to have thought of a more better answer than the Queen has. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, so let, let's go down. We, we both love Jessica Wilde. Um, I don't know yeah. if you know who Irish Chacon, Chacon is. I didn't. How did you think this uh, went? And did you think she deserved to be in the bottom? I don't think she deserved to be in the bottom. I think it was good. I think it had, like... I, I like she, you know there was things that I appreciated even though I didn't know the character I thought it was possibly a bit one note the first like maybe one or two appearances I was like great she's she's really in it like she's you know but I yeah I thought it was a bit same-ish then but like not uh in the bottom offense for me um I think maybe if Heidi had gone like through to the runway i think possibly she would have been in the bottom but obviously we'll get to that yeah yeah no i i agree with you i think it was funny because jessica wilde is inherently funny i don't know like i don't feel like i know anything yeah. more about Iri shakon than i did no. before this episode oh, pronunciation, by the way yeah thank you i wrote it down <laughs> phonetically to make sure i'm saying it properly <laughs> um yeah like she looks great she's gas but yeah i suppose it was kind of like Ooh, who is this girl mm. blackbeard thoughts I was really excited about Blackbeard. Like when she said it, I was like, okay, this would be brilliant. I thought it could be a bit like, remember when Trinity the talk did the devil? Yeah. And I'm just doing this mad, like mythical character. Sorry to anyone who doesn't find the devil mythical, but like whatever. And um, God lovers out there. But 
yeah she didn't even do a pirate impression remotely like she didn't even go like or anything <laughs> I'm like babe it's not hard like she did it completely in her own voice her own accent but just like really low energy and like the makeup was like if you're at like a child's birthday party and they're like I want to be a pirate yeah. like it you know I thought there was a lot more she could have done with it I love kind of like weird choices like that but yeah I was like maybe she'd already decided she yeah. wasn't I mean I think she like, still got jokes in there but sometimes I wonder was it like not in character like the six seas versus the seven seas or like when the peg <laughs> when the peg leg fell off like I thought that was kind of funny but then there was huge flops like when Polly the parrot dies at the end and stuff like that that she were kind of like oh wait that came from nowhere and like wasn't teed up I'd say she forgot to do that and then like fucking last chance saloon like yeah. as she's leaving the stage it's like oh my parrot and it's like can you exit stage left please like time to go <laughs> oh, it's like parrot. I'm about to get this gag in right Kahana as Coco Kahana was definitely at a disadvantage going into this um, as only like one of two who hadn't done the Snatch Game before we've seen her kind of struggle at the acting challenges if I'm going to give her credit I think she did an okay job I think she just painted herself into a very difficult corner to get out of because once you choose like aggression it's very hard to know where to go because you can kind of only get bigger and then it, it crosses a line from fun to uncomfortable so so true if you start at 100 like it's not like there's so many moving parts in Snatch Game. Like, you have to really pace yourself. You have to, like, obviously, as we've discussed, like, do the character research, whatever. She looked great. Like, she looked so good. Um, Like, I know, I think a lot of people are the same in this. I don't really like when queens do, like, other queens or, like, anyone to do with the Drag Race, like, franchise. I'm a bit like, you know, bring a reference from outside of here. Like, just because it's refreshing to see something else in this show. Um, and yeah I agree with you she started off like her I think her opening line as it was good I can't remember what it was and then after that it's so hard if you're not an actress like Alexis it's it's really hard to commit to that gig and like stay in characters Coco Montrese or anyone the whole time and she obviously couldn't like she chose uh, Coco's iconic moment with with the look how orange you look girl back blah 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 like that that conflict as the moment to focus on and like you can see why because it's an iconic moment but like I think you probably need to take the point of view of like a Coco Montrese who has that all in the rear window and is just like a seasoned queen who's laughing about it now and like you know and just have mm. a good time and then she could be herself and try to be funny and doesn't need to worry about like you know how would angry Coco Montrese answer questions about foot fetishes you know it's difficult yeah. Or she could have even started off as like poised Coco now and then like later on as a reveal snatch off her wig and have that and do the thing. Like just so there was a bit of like yeah. what's the word? I don't know, pace, whatever. Progression. Um, yeah, I was like, I wish she was Coco from remember when in All Stars. I was about that was about, about to say yeah, the talent show. <laughs> I was like, please bring it back. I was going to say the other iconic moment of Coco, which I think is a much more fun character to do. This like flitzy ditzy. I'm not really sure what I'm doing, making nothing out of nothing. And then like, you could have definitely done that. 
oh my god it's one of the most insane things that's ever happened like it's up there with i love this drink yeah like it's like huge um, she could have been her and just ripped off the dress yeah and been this cocoa then mm, yeah 100 percent. or like a cocoa who like tries to do some like well maybe this doesn't work now because i'm uh, spitballing but like try to do some spawn con for cheetos or something like that like that would be sort of naff and fun i think we would like to see yeah yeah that would have been good that would have been good um loved matt rogers and bo and yang thought they were both great um yeah i felt like they had to write a lot of questions i don't remember the bachelorettes or the snatchlorettes having to write that many questions before i feel they had like 12 each or whatever maybe because they're such like culture aficionados they got maybe they were like we want to ask more or maybe the people were like go for it i don't know because the bit where they came back to lip sync at the end like that felt purely in service of the like those two people we were watching on screen i was like but this isn't for us <laughs> this isn't for the queens yeah. this is just for it was two. it was strange when they started off in sync i was like i thought they had a full routine and i was like great but then when it kind of went into just a free-for-all, I was like, we didn't need this. It felt like we just got like a glimpse of a meet and greet <laughs> that like, wasn't ready for us. Uh, okay, the second panel had Alexis as B. Arthur Candy as Renee Graziano Lala as Suki Hanna and Jimbo as Shirley Temple. Definitely the stronger panel. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to jump into Lala first and ask you, did you think Lala was better than Jess? Jessica. I didn't know, well, like, I didn't know who Lala was also. I didn't mm, know this. Nor did I. Um, but I thought, I thought she had some good jokes. I thought she was in character, but also I, I can't, nothing sticks out to it for me right now. So I'm like, probably not the best, not offense, but not like unreal. Yeah, I think she answered in character. Like, I, I don't know who the Sukihana lady is, but like anyone who comes from love and hip hop, I kind of just see through the filter of like a Cardi B esque character. Um, yeah. And I think she played that well. I think I laughed more Jessica Wilde, but I think that's more because Jessica Wilde, I think, is more funny than Lala Reed to a certain, you know, kind of wacky. Um, so I really could have seen either of them in the bottom with Heidi taken out. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Um. I remember Renee Graziano from Big Brother, but I never watched Mob Wives, and I thought Candy did an okay job. Best line mm-hmm. was, "What does she, what do you what does she look like? She looks like a fucking whore." I thought that was yeah. that was great. <laughs> yeah, and like the first line about like something to do with the feds. Oh like, yeah, you know, are they recording this conversation? Well, you're the one with the mic. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a, like really quick comeback. I like that. I thought she looked amazing. Again, I'm not 100% familiar with the character. I think Candy was a bit just being herself, but I'm not mad. Like I I do think Candy is like she's like I find her so funny. Um so I'm like whatever. Um, well, if you're not an yeah. actress, you find a character that lets you be yourself. I think is is the key to it, and that's what yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so then Alexis as B Arthur. I thought this was re- like <clears throat> there's two schools of of snatch game going on at the same time here. Alexis is an incredibly studied, self referential character with a point of view, and B Arthur, whereas Jimbo's is this like there's very much just an outline of Shirley Temple with this childish character through the the lens of an older man and this amazing physical comedy 
it was I could actually watch like a full hour of the two of them bouncing off each other. I thought it was great. Yeah. I'm raging like uh B is from uh Golden Girls, isn't she? It's like my biggest shame that I haven't watched it. Like I really I need to watch yeah, it. Me, because me too, I, properly. Yeah. I've only ever seen I clips. know that like it's so important to many people. But yeah, I, I thought Alexis was great and obviously see like I know I've been going on so much about research, but the issue with like your Alexis and your Jans is like they are too polished sometimes and they like don't have an edge. But like I still I think she was great at this character. Um, I don't think this character was like big enough for Snatch Game. I think if it was if it had been a stronger Snatch Game, Alexis would have kind of faded into the background just because I'm sure she was so accurately B. But I wouldn't say she's like the best snatch game. No, I like I don't think it was as as good as Liza, but I still enjoyed it because I got I got who she was. Like she was this square, you know, she wants to go read the complete works of Shakespeare on a date and like, you know, and like all these like sex references to these old school Hollywood people. What was your name? George Papa Papartes or something like that. I can't remember whose reference. I didn't know who he was. But <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I, I um, almost got the name of your icon wrong. <laughs> What's his actual name? Um, I mean, actually, to me, he's, he's just George. He's just George to yeah. me. <laughs> um, no, like, yeah, I, I see what you mean. I think in terms, like, you know, unfortunately, every old school Hollywood character now is going to go, going to be compared to Judy Garland and Jinx one soon. Uh, it definitely wasn't as big as that. Oh my god, yeah. Or like uh who was Alaska? Who was oh, that? Um, come up and fuck May. me in the ass sometime. In May West. Yeah. Yeah. Like incredible. Like, you know. So yeah, I, I, yeah, obviously we're thinking of those. Oh my god, yeah. Jinx as Judy Garland. Just incredible. But yeah, it was good. It was good, but I'm um, yeah. And then Jimbo? Jimbo kind of it like made me a little bit uncomfortable. Like it was kind of weird. Um, that it was a kid on a blind date. No, no, All like right, okay. fine. Get out there, kids. Go dating. But like, I don't know. I was just like, do you know when people are like really going for it with a character? But you're like, this is cr- it's, it was cringe, a bit cringe. Okay, I didn't get cringe. I I enjoyed. I really enjoyed um, its commitment, the char- like the character name. Like I don't think it was Shirley Temple really at all. It was just like adolescent child, and like you know, you can tell that it was improvised. You could tell Jim was having fun. Like I think after they say like, "Oh, you smell like clam chowder. You look like clam chowder because you're stinky or whatever." Like you can see Jim even laughing at himself at that, and I just felt very raw and in the moment. Obviously, the the dance was prepared, but I thought it was like an excellent, you know what excellent bit of physical comedy that really worked um so I thought yeah. it was, I thought it was really strong she kind of reminded me of do you know it do you know Pennywise when Pennywise like is in pretending to be like a little girl and you're like oh, there's something really scary about this like it, it's just like very and like not that I'm like oh there shouldn't be a, a child on drag race I don't think that at all I just I don't know what it was like, no, it's it was... a, you're right. It definitely was creepy to a certain degree, but I think I found the the kind of creepiness funny. The juxtaposition yeah. between the innocent girl character and this like creepy man, 
Like it, yeah. it wasn't like, mommy, want to go play in the swing? Creepy. It was, it was, you know, let me do a dance for you. Yeah. No, it was, no, it was good. It was good. I kind of, I guess maybe if I was to do Shirley Temple, I do her like, you know, like washed up at the age of eight, like with a smoke and like, you know, too many years in the industry, like really. Like, I, I, I've been doing this since I was six. Yeah. You know. I would love something like that and I think Jimbo would be really good at that um but yeah I don't know if you saw Jimbo's Joan Rivers but I thought this was better than that I actually didn't I hadn't I hadn't like it's my first time which about it? Yeah. So, yeah um okay so like I did I thought like with with Jennifer Coolidge with B. Arthur and with um Shirley Temple like I thought this was a relatively strong snatch game of love because I thought there was three strong performances, whereas actually I think All Stars Four had three strong performances as well: Manila, Naomi, and Trinity. But I think like uh, All Stars Five had like one in the form of Shea Coulee. I think All Stars Six had uh, Ginger and Kylie, and that was really it. So I thought like there was a good ratio of hits for this. Yeah, yeah. I just think there's so much more that can be done every character can be dealt into so much more. And I think there should be more of a blueprint for like, even if you're not an actor, how to just like prepare for Snatch Game and like, you know, just put a little bit of research in, like don't be like, this is my character and or have a plan of how your structure is gonna go. Like kind of what we we're saying about Coco, like don't start at a hundred, just, yeah. But yeah, there were some good performances, but I, I, it wouldn't be like going down in history for me. There is a new episode of The Workroom out right now on the Sissy That Pod bonus feed where Erin and I sit down and get our claws into season two of Secret Celebrity Drag Race. Season three, would you watch it? Absolutely. I think so too. Yeah, great. It's- great show and and this is the first i know there's the first season of it but you know that doesn't really count because this is a totally different format but if it's this good the first time they've done it Mm -hmm. and we know that that world of wonder is not afraid to like change up formats and like improve things and stuff like yeah as you can hear there we both actually kind of dug it and look forward to another season so here our full recap over on headstuffpodcasts.com see you there AI taking over? How can I be safe online? Will big tech go bust? For tech's sake, we'll answer all of these questions and more in its new series. I'm Elaine Burke. And I'm Jenny Darmody. And we're back with more experts to help you be a more informed and empowered tech user. For tech's sake is a co-production from Silicon Republic and the Headstuff Podcast Network. Okay, let's move on to after the Snatch Game, which is almost like the meat of the episode. So Heidi, so Kahana kicks it off basically saying that she's pissed off at Heidi because Heidi um, was, and actually, question on this, was kind of like having a go at her for flopping. Was that on camaraderie? Of Heidi? Teammate-like? I think it was verging on mean. And I do think that like, I love when the Queens kind of poke fun at each other in Snatch Game and it's it's important and it's part of it. But I think 
Heidi's was a little bit mean. It was just like, especially because she did it a few times and it wasn't that funny that I was like, yeah, I, I, I would have been probably a bit upset if I was Kahana as well. And Heidi was doing particularly well. So I'd say she was kind of clutching at straws, clutching at it, like, you know, like when you're drowning and you like pull the person down. So I rewatched it kind of again. So the first time she does it, she goes, you need a refund for that joke. And then like Kahana does mm. say something back. No, that wasn't funny, whatever it was. And uh, so I could see, I genuinely believed Heidi when she said she thought she was doing it to like give something to bat with. And you could see like, okay, you could tell that, you know, Kahana wasn't doing well, but in this angry character, like if you kept poking her, you'd maybe like make her more angry. And that's maybe what, what she would. Give went. her an opportunity for comedy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so maybe she was doing it again because she got a response from Kahana the first time. Um, but like, maybe. like we said about the anger, like you can only go so far and then it ends up just <laughs> getting awkward, you know? Um, so yeah, it was funny. I never like, that's sort of jabbing and like, you know, capitalizing on a poor bad person or someone who's doing badly their joke and make it into a laugh for you. Like that's kind of part and parcel of Snatch Game. And I never really considered it in this like, oh, that's a bit mean. Maybe that's not very like team player of you before. But I think there's a, I think there, there, there's definitely an aspect of it. So Heidi apologizes and I believed her apology. Did you believe her apology? Yeah, I did. I do. I, I think Heidi is a nice person and i think like yeah sorry we'll get into yeah, it right, i do okay. agree. yeah so okay. then anyway candy pipes up and says well uh jimbo told me that you told her that i am gunning for her that is jimbo um, and that i'm going to get her out whenever i get the opportunity um and heidi said well that's what you did say and alexis and alexis <laughs> and honestly i terrified alexis looked throughout and it was like she was trying to like hypnotize people with her intense glare to be like let's stop this but like try and act so calm it was like one of my favorite you could see the cogs worrying who do i side with how do i get out of this what's the best move for me do you know so it's like well i have to come up with an answer so i'm just gonna slowly nod wide-eyed and then yeah (laughs) i love I was watching her doing this like it was just yeah and then as soon as candy kind of clarifies oh no no i didn't hear that (laughs) (laughs) golden absolutely golden um so what do you think happened did we see candy say this or i don't think so because it's referenced that it happened off camera at the end of the day that kaiji said it to jimbo that is now I feel we saw an untucked Candy say that Jimbo was big competition. Yeah. And I think they all like play, they all say that stuff mm-hmm. about her all the time. And like, if you're like, oh, I'm coming for her, I'm gunning for her. It's like, well, yeah, you're all gunning for each other, except Miss Kasha Davis. Like, I mean, you're all like want to fucking like get people out and whatever. Um, So yeah I mean I don't know like maybe something worse could have happened I saw I don't know if you saw Kahana's tweet that was like Heidi had already made the decision that she was gonna go before this so like don't come for me or whatever um but like I think if I was like to take it just as what happened what we saw happen I think it was almost like Heidi whether she was like getting too caught up in the competition or whatever it was almost like she she saw a side of herself she didn't like 
And you know, when you get called out on your own bad behavior and you're so like, not that she was particularly bad by any sort, I don't think, but if you see yourself as a really nice person and someone's like, you did this and you can't take it, like you, you know you did it but, but like you just you can't take it and, and you're on tv like you don't want like people see you do that whatever like it seemed a bit like that to me it seemed like something you know but I I don't think that like if if that's all she said I do not think that's bad like yeah because it's interesting because like I, I take Kenny Muse as somebody who is you know will say it say the truth like she won't you know spare your feelings so the fact that she didn't own up to it makes me think she didn't say it. Um, but then she didn't seem that annoyed with Heidi either, which is like, you know, we've seen the Tamisha man of it all. So I'm not sure. I, I yeah. Candy did say, I don't know what she's heard, but I didn't say that. It feels to me like, you know, both things are true. She said something that was interpreted wrong. Heidi took it another way instead of the Jimbo. Jimbo didn't really seem to give a shit either way. Like who said what? Because they're like, I'm coming up to my third way in here. So like, whatever you think, you know. Um, like who does care like that's very standard yeah like and then obviously there must be a lot more going on with Heidi you know underneath the surface it felt like they needed very little to push you know the push her over the edge to leave so <clears throat> I don't know whatever it is I think you know there's a similar thing with Isis Couture in, in Canada versus the world like I think there's just maybe just some mental health struggles or just a lack of confidence or whatever it is so it was really hard to see because she's just she she is such a beloved character and she's such yeah. great tv and you know even on her way out she goes like it is so quiet in here you can hear a rat piss on cotton you know like <laughs> these like you know great. such specific idioms that like we can use forevermore so it is such a shame um but at least you know she's leaving on her own terms yeah yeah but like you could see candy's face being like hang on like do not leave like you know and i i do think that seemed genuine i think she was like wait what's going on because like they all know the opportunity they have being there and it's like like and they all know what they've like put in to get there so and i do think that was a genuine like don't do this. I don't know if you saw Heidi's tweet. She seemed kind of almost bitter about it, the fact that she spent 40 grand on her runways this season and said that she, that's on top of having turned down work worth 60 grand just to film the show. So she's like in the hole for over 100k for the show. I was like, God, okay. Why did she Like, I don't know. Look, if it was the best know. decision for her, it was the best decision for her. But like, yeah, it's uh, it was sad to see. Fucking hell, 100 grand. The category is Reveal Yourself. We're going to go on to drag.looks to, to talk through the looks. And just as I open my Instagram, I see that there's a, a RuPaul's Drag Race Monopoly game out now. So I'm interested to know. Oh, amazing. To know, um, <laughs> you know, what's going to be the Shrewsbury Road of, of that game. <laughs> oh, I love that. I need to get it. Uh, okay, up first... Uh, we're going to go in the order of of on and drag that looks is Jimbo. This was really fun. Adam versus Eve. I thought the apple and the snake could have probably been omitted, but other than that, like she looks hideous, but it was great. I loved, I loved everything about this. I love, like, I loved the apple and the snake. Maybe I just love filth. I thought this was great, a great like interpretation of the thing. And did she say she'd like? cast the Adam like from her own face yeah. and so I yeah. love it it's bonkers like 
yeah it, you know, it's a great idea and like reveals is one of the only runway categories that comes up again and again so people run out of ideas and this is a great new way of doing it it was funny because yeah. a lot of them did three reveals and then some of them only did two in the end and you're like oh okay <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah they do three but all three were kind of like okay you know it's like yeah but anyway yeah, so yeah, like that. We've actually kind of already spoke about Alexis's, but good. Yeah. Um, but maybe needed more in the final look. Kahana wasn't really like I understand what she was saying. You know, um, I don't, I, I don't need costumes to feel beautiful. This would be a much more powerful um statement if it had come from a person who wasn't like sample size. <laughs> yeah, so true, and like. I know that they were saying that Kana is a does the Vegas showgirl thing a lot. Like, I mean, it's, like she looks incredible, but it was kind of like, yeah, I, and I completely agree. Um, and then even this snatch away at the end, I was kind of like, show us your full body then, and like have you know, I don't know, something. not like you know, have, who like was it before and like over their talk, they just had like a sticker or something like a little like nipple daisy almost i'm like something like that yeah you know yeah i don't know who, who that was but uh yeah look i, I don't want to be dunking on somebody just because you know they're conventionally attractive and and mm-hmm. you know just because you're conventionally or just because you have the physical attributes of what mainstream society tells us is beautiful doesn't mean you're not allowed to have body issues and all that sort of stuff but right. um it's just juxtaposing which is like well of course everyone thinks you look beautiful with or without clothes because you've got the body that everyone is told is beautiful anyway yeah yeah uh, candy muses up next with her 60s housewife into her this like, red uh, pleated dress uh, and then yeah. into this like metallic kind of bustier and garter look this didn't look the most expensive thing she's ever worn no and as well I thought like I think she does the metallic thing a lot. So I would have liked if her undergarments were more 50s, like keeping it. I think like shape wise, they were quite 50s, but I'm like, I don't think the metallic worked here. Like, you know, it's not matching the other things you did. So like it wasn't like too clear, a like through line. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know how this how one turned into other. So she's the housewife by day, she goes out by night, and then she gets down for her husband, boyfriend, partner, wife at, at in the end of the night in her futuristic yeah. pants. Yeah, I'm like you're hopping through the decades there. Yeah, quite I couldn't quickly. really work it yeah. out. The second look was like, yeah, quite different, like stylistically as well. Not that I'm like one of these people who's like you have to be a hundred percent like accurate to the 50s fashion yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I thought they were maybe not too it wasn't too coherent. But I she I she always looks so beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she always looks great. Anyway <laughs> no genuinely Je- Je- Jessica Wilde uh then gave us uh the chicken before the egg and then into the fried egg. Um <laughs> Like it's a fun brand for for Jessica. She's thrown back to the chicken she played in, in season two. Um, it's a fun through line. I think the final garment looks good. I think it looks very similar to the kind of the butterfly garment she wore not too long ago, which I loved. Mm. I don't know if I think the coat is the most expensive thing in the world. I don't know if I get the egg shape from the egg dress, but mm. I still like it. 
yeah no it was good it was good i liked it yeah now james first up first up there's lots of kind of small reveals so first up is the cookie monster-esque sesame street creature with the bra then into almost the trademark james mansfield pink dress with the mermaid tail then into a bikini then takes the cups off the bikini to reveal basically just nipple covers no i do i really liked i thought she came out strong um but again i don't think there's enough of a through line i'm like the rest of them are just pink like you know keep having the keep the cookie monster theme like make it all you know make sense um, don't just be I don't know like that could just be me but I love a through line if you're like doing reveals I like them to kind of tell it well definitely like is it the beauty within the monster like if there was more of like a beauty versus ugly sort of theme throughout it it would have been more fun I think whereas it was just it felt like she had the dress and she was like, how do I build a reveal on top of that? Why don't I just make a monster? I agree. I agree. The final garment of Lala Ree's, the sort of crushed um, purple velvet, I actually really liked. But she just put a cape over it. Like it wasn't a reveal. It was like when Elisa Edwards in season two came out and basically just held her dress up over her head and then dropped it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's not. <laughs> it's not good enough. Like it's just. Sorry. Love you. I think she looks great. I think she looks like a superhero. I think she'd kick my ass. Absolutely. And I hope I hope she will one day. I hope she will. I would love her to kick my ass. But yeah, it's it's not it's not good enough. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay, so in the top was Jimbo, Alexis, and James. In the bottom was Jessica and Kahana. And then Candy and Lala were safe. I think we we're all more or less, you know, okay with that. I think the Queens did reference that had Heidi been there, Heidi would have been in the bottom as well with Kahana. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's probably fair. You don't have any arguments with that? Yeah, I think it was fair. Do you think Jimbo deserved the win? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I well, yeah. Actually, based on the runway, yeah. yeah. And sorry, yeah, no, like her um her snatch game was the best. Yeah, I think so. I think the combination I mean like Alexis did very well and I did like the crone as well. So like I think they definitely yeah. were ahead of James. Um yeah, I think they, yeah, it could have been either of them, I'd say. I think for momentum for the season, I probably would have liked to see Alexis get a win because now Jimbo was so far ahead. But like, I think if we're just purely basing on this, I think probably Jimbo did deserve it. Um, so Jimbo is up against Jasmine Kennedy from season uh, 14. They lip sync to Dua Lipa's Hallucinate, which has definitely been done on the four show before. I don't know. Rue is still clinging onto his CD copy of Future Nostalgia, not letting it go. I have to like <laughs> prize it from his hands when he's dying. <laughs> In the tape deck. <laughs> um, Jasmine looked great. And, you know, I didn't love her on her season, but actually I thought she did a great job here. Yeah, yeah. She looks amazing and she did so good. Like even doing like the little like Dua Lipa dance and stuff. Jimbo... They're not a lip syncer, no, are they? Like, no, this is their sixth lip sync loss. And yeah, sorry, before that's... I go on, I forgot we need to do the uh, the fame game looks as well. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So, sorry, jump back to drag dot looks. Um, Monica Beverly Hills. I actually quite like this. This like canary yellow latex kind of um, anorak mm-hmm. thing with a blue zip down and revealed into this kind of like goddess burst balloon look. I thought yeah. she great. She looks incredible. She looks amazing. Yeah. Um, no. Nisha Lopez continued this kind of black and white theme, um, kind of Cruella de Vil into this long sort of polka dot dress. This looks like it's from like season 
one. I don't know if it's just because she kind of looks like Chanel here, but I'm like... The wig looks... looks strange. Yeah. And why do I feel like you can only go so glamorous with a polka dot? I completely agree with you. Unless you're doing like, you know, two piece with like a wedding style hat. Mm. I think polka dot would work. But yeah, the shot, the dress looks like it was off the rack. And yeah, no. This is going to sound hateful. But I generally feel like I would see that dress in like a St. Vincent de Paul's in the window for the Wednesday sale. 100%. 100%. And the necktie with it. And the necktie with it. Yeah. You know, the, the mannequin styled by somebody who like has seen clothes, but like doesn't know, doesn't really know fashion. Yeah, exactly. It's like black and black. Like, Nisha is stunning. Like, this just is, like, not. Like, I actually like the coming in look, the big furry thing. But I think, yeah. It has a great shape to it. Um, Like, for a coat as well, it's kind of almost like that come to Garçon sort of, like, big sleeve energy. But yeah, the final reveal wasn't worth it. Mm -mm. Um. Mm -mm. Kasia Davis says she's inspired by her famous artist Maya Douglas, who was in turn inspired by Coella Deville. I actually don't know if that's a joke or not, but anyway, I wrote it down. Um, <laughs> it's basically a coat into a gown into a corset of literally yeah. exactly the same pattern, except sometimes the black and white change sides. Yeah. Oh God, I didn't even notice they change. Yeah, that's like it's just so basic. It's like your first idea, and you weren't like, okay, how can I? work on that and make it something but again Kasha's just vibing like she's just kind of like like she doesn't like there's comedy in Monet exchange doing a wig reveal into exactly the same wig this is like a reveal into exactly the same dress (laughs) yeah and I know she's doing it in a funny way like you know not (laughs) and then finally the latest edition is Darian Lake who goes from wedding to funeral I think in the picture they've shown you on drag.look, she looks great, but I remember seeing it. Oh, actually, you can see it here. And you could see the undergarment of the dress, the other dress. Below oh, yeah, it. you can see it better, yeah. Uh, she looks better in black than she does in white, I think. Um, yeah. Fun idea, but we've seen it before. Yeah, yeah. I think she could have made it, like, I'm sure it could have been really funny on the runway, like, you know, to go to, like, a my third husband's funeral mm-hmm. vibes. But, yeah, it's... It's not the best bride I've seen. No. And like, you know, on Drag Race, like, you know. Honestly. Or in real life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, okay, so we're, like, we're five episodes in. The fame game isn't hitting for me. No, I'm kind of, I just feel like they're always trying to do like new formats and new things. And it's kind of like, I actually can't keep up with these anymore. Like even, you know, do you remember when I did that chocolate bar thing and stuff I'm just like these are mental like just relax and I think it's nice that like the queens still get a chance to showcase because obviously they've put so much into it but I'm like I just felt I they would have got more time like I felt like it's still shoved into a two minute segment at the end of Untucked rather than yeah. ma- making it more centre stage like if they had had the queens do the runway every week, even just be in the room for the lip sync, even reacting to what's going on in the show. That could have been yeah. more fun, even though they're not competing. They're just audience members and they're on the runway. Like you get to see more of them. We could get some more iconic moments where this is just like, you know, two minutes of four queens. It was, it's like the season 15 runways all over again. Like, you, like how are we supposed to fall in love with them anymore based on what we've seen? 
yeah I agree with you it's very like oh yeah throw them a bit a tick in a box kind of like yeah giving them something but yeah it's not yeah who's gonna care so uh Jimbo loses the lip sync even th- though they were about to eliminate Kahana Jasmine wins the lip sync and was about to eliminate Kahana but fortunately for Kahana there was seven roles in the musical next week that needed to be filled so nobody went home mm-hmm. I think that was fair I don't I, I think Kana's done a great job of redemption. I think she her time is almost up. I would have... I'd like to see her at least one more time try and have a chance to save herself before she goes home. And obviously I yeah. was not ready to get rid of Jessica Wilde at all. So, um, God. yeah, I'm glad no one went home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think it was fair. And I... I, I, I um... I appreciate you know Rue can have some stinkers but I really I've made a difficult decision I will continue to be blonde home run run. yeah we'll give them it yeah (laughs) they've still got it (laughs) (laughs) I guess probably Jimbo but I want Jessica Wilde to win and I think we all do because deep down you may not realise it but you might just give it <laughs> She's the people's princess. Yeah. Like she's, I just love everything about her. Mm. So, yeah, I think the fact that Heidi isn't competing in the Fame Games, I think, is good for the other four because I think she would have cleaned up. Um, okay. But maybe it could go to Kahana. Cause I, I like. So it's a musical next week. She could do well because she is a performance queen. If she gets a role that's kind of more kicking and dancing she might be able to survive if she gets any bit of character work i think she's in trouble i think i'm, I'm happy to accept that kahana is going to get to the final i think i'm happy to accept that james isn't going to get to the final and that leaves with mm. alexis jimbo lala candy and jessica and for my money i would like it to be lala to go after that yeah yeah i think that'd be fair enough i like i think candy has had some amazing looks i think she's been really funny in her acting challenges like so I I think she has earned a place in the top, even though like she's kind of been under the radar a bit, it seems. But I, I think she's been doing great. Um, As the only queen who she, got to the final in her original season, like she isn't soaring past the rest of them by any means. No, no. Um, James, I like did expect more from. Like I know uh, she left first in her season, but I feel like you, you're always seeing like, her name online and it seems like she's doing loads of bits so I did kind of like expect a little bit more because I I thought it seemed like she just got unlucky in her season and that she had a lot more to give but now it's kind of seeming like maybe under maybe under the pressure of the show maybe it's just not her like place to excel yeah well look I guess we'll find out Fiona thank you so much for joining me today do you have anything coming up that people uh can see you at support etc um well uh, at Cherry Con every Monday um, at Whelan's and there is something else happening but I don't know if I'm allowed to say it yet Ooh, uh, so yeah. <laughs> guys really important announcement coming soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it for us this week thank you so much for listening thank you so much for supporting the show if you want to hear more you can head over to the premium feed to check out my recap of Drag Race España which is the season that is killing it at the moment uh, I'm covering that with Charlie Slays otherwise you can just hit me up on Instagram at Pod. let me know what you think of the show have 
you run out of steam with it are you devastated Heidi's gone let me know your opinions I'd love to hear them until then have a lovely week enjoy the sun wherever you are and I'll talk to you soon see you love you this show is part of the headstuff podcast network a hub for the creative and the curious shows are produced in association with headstuff and the podcast studios dublin find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com